Okay, seriously, you go to the gym and your pump-up music is from the Karate Kid. That's right. <laughs> you didn't want to answer that, did you? Joe, uh, B- Joe Bean Esposito, what's wrong with the Karate Kid? You're the best around, never going to get you down, Jeff. Uh, by the way, good afternoon and welcome to the MacArthur Show for Tuesday. Mike Arsenault from Global Sports uh, joins us off the uh, top here. We are just having this uh, debate while uh, Tina was reading the news because uh, I don't remember that song from the Karate Kid. I've seen that movie dozens of times. I could recreate the entire thing here right now, but I don't know how long your show is that we could get through the entire movie. Okay, because when we talk Karate Kid, we talk The Glory of Love, right? The the big Peter Cetera hit. That's the one everybody remembers, not this song No, called... that's Karate Kid 2. No one watches Karate Kid 2. The original Karate Kid with Elizabeth Shue and Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio, that is the one and only. <laughs> and that's what you have on your headphones when you're getting pumped up at the gym. No, before baseball, before baseball and oh, before okay. my tennis matches, that's what I listen to. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that's See, if what I'm going early 80s up. in movies, like I'm thinking I had the Tiger, Burning Heart, Rocky stuff, man. I'm a, I'm a renaissance man, Jeff. Okay? <laughs> when you swerve right, I swerve left. <laughs> All right, we have Mike Arsenault here because we're going to talk about Canada's latest sensation in the world of sports. Uh, Bianca, I hope I'm going to get this right now, Andrescu. Correct. Yes. So, you know, I just finally got Shapovalov right. Well, there's a lot. And then Felix Auger Aliassim, a lot of difficult names to pronounce, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's great to see Tennis Canada on the rise. I mean, we're potentially the, the hottest tennis nation on the planet, which is, I don't think, ever been for, been said about this country. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned that other dude who's been doing pretty good uh, for a few years now, right? Milos. Yes. Yeah. He, he's, <laughs> the, yeah. he's the old guard now. I mean, yeah. he's what, mid mid to late 20s. But I mean, he even made it to the uh, the semifinals at Indian Wells, too. So it's an embarrassment of riches for Tennis Canada right now. All right. Just to catch people up, by the way, uh, Bianca Andrescu, she uh, won Indian Wells uh, over the weekend. Now, that's not a major, but it's close. And at the age of 18, right? Correct. Yeah. She is the youngest player to win this tournament next to... And uh, you've probably heard this name before, Serena Williams. And Bianca, the first ever wild card to win this tournament. So what Indian Wells is, it's a premier-level event. It's equivalent to a Masters 1000 on the men's tour. And this is really thought by the tennis world to be the fifth major. And she beat some heavy hitters to make it there. Angelique Kerber, a three-time major champion. And just the performance Bianca was able to put on in that final, losing the second set, being down a break in the third set. And then, of course, we all saw that great pep talk from her coach, Savannah Bruno, and that really was the turning point. Let me interrupt you there because we do have that. For those that did not hear this, listen to this. This is Bianca and her coach, as uh, Mike just mentioned, this really kind of the turning point of the match. And if this doesn't kind of give you some uh, rocky vibes and uh, some goosebumps, I don't know what will. Have a listen. You know how strong you are. You know how strong you are mentally and physically. And now you, it's, it's true. You need to push. You're right. You're going to need to push through it. You're, you're, you're going to need to stay strong under adversity. But that's okay. That's what, you're, that's what you want. You welcome competition. I want this so bad. Okay, that's good. Perfect. I, I like to hear that. So go out there and keep competing every single ball, every single point. Man, we were just talking sports movies off the top. If that isn't a sports movie in the making, I don't know what is. I want this so bad. And then she goes out there and just wins that third set. And does it. I'm ready to run through a wall after listening to that. So I'm going to replace You're the Best from the Karate Kid soundtrack just with that on a loop for a couple minutes. That will get me pumped up. But it was just an incredible performance because you could see her. She was cramping up. She was kind of down in herself a little bit, being down by that break in the third set and somehow was able to come back, not only even the match, she lost 
lost three match points to, again, Angelique Kerber, a veteran, a three-time major champion. Was she a former number one, Kerber? Also a former number one. And we have an 18-year-old from Mississauga rising to the challenge, defeating adversity, and just not succumbing to the pressure. It's just absolutely incredible what she was able to do this weekend. Well, listen, we invited you in this afternoon because uh, you've had the chance actually to sit down with Bianca a couple of different times and talk to her. And uh, you've been uh, actually fairly intimately involved with Tennis Canada and uh, playing tennis. And uh, like, were you swatting playing balls uh, back, you know, back and forth over the net with Bianca? I was. We what? rallied for a little bit. Uh, last year in 2018, I did a tennis blog on globalnews.ca kind of uh, called Second Serve, an inside look at Canadian tennis. And the first time I actually spoke to Bianca was in August 2017. I did a first profile on her for uh, Global News on TV and uh, for digital. And she told me her goal at the time was to get into the top 100. So I think it's safe to say that mission is accomplished. Now she's, of course, ranked 24 in the world. And by the way, she started 154 uh, to begin the year, right? So, I mean, she is just rising like a rocket. Well, to say her rise has been meteoric would be giving too much credit to meteors, I think, Jeff, what she's (laughs) been able to accomplish over the last three months. Then last January, because she wasn't part of the Australian swing in, in, in New Zealand or the Australian Open because she was still under 18. So there is a rule with the W. UTA, you can only play a certain number of tournaments if you're under 18. So there wasn't a point to send her halfway across the world to play in tournaments when she would have to kind of spread out how much she could play throughout the year. So she was kind of drew the short straw and had to hit with me for 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes. And well, now, what I'm getting at, Arsenault, is yes. that I think you propelled her to greatness. Well, I think so, because, well, just think, if you're in your mind, what would you rather play, some bum from Global News who thinks he's a tennis player or win $1.3 million at Indian Wells? So maybe I was the push she needed to really kind of capture the hearts and minds of Yeah, forget world. the coach. Forget that pep talk, the I want this so bad. I think the genesis of that whole thing started just rallying with you, probably. Exactly. And yeah. I just want to make one point about uh, just Bianca and her fa- Like, her family is just incredible. So her parents uh, were at the hit that I had with Bianca last January. They're such nice people that when I made a good shot, they would actually stand up and clap for me when I was playing their daughter. So it made me feel like it was an actual real tennis player for a little bit. So I have to say thank you to uh, Nico and uh, Maria for that, Bianca's parents. But they're just so happy, too. I was actually texting with uh, Bianca's dad over the weekend after she won, just congratulating her and uh, the family. And now with this money that she's starting to win, her parents will be able to travel with her to the different tournaments. They're in Miami with, uh, with Bianca right now for the Miami Open. And he said, direct quote, it's a dream of both of theirs that the three of them are able to do this as a family. How unexpected is this? I mean, uh, you knew her when, I'll say, and that's like uh, two days ago before (laughs) the rest of the world did, uh, because the rise, as we mentioned, has been meteoric. But uh, could you sense that there was there was greatness there that uh, not only the physical talent, but uh, as we know, sometimes it's the mental component uh, when it comes to competitive sports. Did you know that she had the right stuff? I had an inkling. So that's why I wanted to do the profile on her at the first time back in August 2017 because I figured she might be kind of the next one after Denis Shapovalov to really take over the tennis world. And the talent was there, but the issue she's had... She didn't really come out of nowhere in terms of the the common sports fan she has, but the issue, as I said last year, when she's under 18, she can't play in as many tournaments, and she had a back injury. I ran into her in August at the Rogers Cup. The men were here um, in Toronto, and I just happened to see her. She was on her way to the practice course, so I said, Bianca, how's your back doing? She literally said, I don't know. I'm going to see right now. And this was just in August. So it's been kind of a long road in terms of not being able to play in as many tournaments as she would like and just kind of getting through the injuries. So that might be a little bit of concern. She has had a couple of injuries and she is so young, but I think she's able to stay healthy. This is not going to be a one-off performance. We're going to see a lot from Bianca 
throughout the rest of this year at Grand Slams and potentially maybe even getting into the top 10 by the end of the season. Okay, because that was my next question for you, was just how real is this? It it seems real, it feels real to Canadian tennis fans and to a lot of tennis people. I know uh, the likes of Navratilova have been singing her praises, Bianca's praises, but... uh, you know, I think a lot of people are also thinking about Jeannie Bouchard, right, and her meteoric rise, which unfortunately didn't really kind of pan out, it seems. Is Bianca's story going to be, do you think, different? I think it will be different in one respect, because when uh, Jeannie Bouchard had that rise up the rankings, and I think she was ranked in the top 10, had a couple of Grand Slam finals appearances, she had easier draw. She didn't really have to play top 10 players. They were kind of knocked out a little bit earlier. So she kind of had a bit of an easier path to reach the highs that she did. Whereas Bianca has beaten at least three former number ones so far this year, a record of 28 and three, just the caliber of player she has beaten so far in 2019 just kind of blows what uh, Jeannie Bouchard did kind of out of the water in terms of the talent level of their opponents. Wow. Hardly wait, uh, you know, for all the majors that are uh, coming up, right? Wimbledon is going to be so exciting. Well, it always is, but it's going to be so exciting to uh, watch uh, this year. And really, I think, uh, again, I'll go back to the difference uh, between Bouchard and uh, Bianca Andrescu is uh, it's Mike Arsenault. I mean, you never rallied with Bouchard. I mean, you could have really steeled her resolve as well, I think. Maybe this could be a new career as a tennis pro. Just yeah. any of these these top kids, <laughs> 15 and under, they need that push. Just get them to hit with me, get some some more confidence. If you can beat this this old grizzled guy, you're set. You're like the tackling dummy of tennis. <laughs> I was Maybe go back to yeah. the karate kid. How about the Mr. Miyagi? Okay. But okay, Jeff, I mean. Mike Arsenault, good to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.